0: It's that time, the betting predators podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter, Sleepy J underscore pregame. Joined here by the golf guru himself, Uncle Dave. You guys can find him on Twitter at Dave underscore Essler. And you can get his bolt on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. Well, Uncle Dave, here we go again. Another Tuesday, another golf tournament podcast. And last week... Uncle Dave, you nailed the winner yet again. Let's give some serious props, though, you know, to Uncle Dave is, you know, he's going through each and every week and he's looking at the golf tournaments and he's breaking them down. He's giving out his top 40s, his top 20s, top 10s, first round leaders, winners, matchups, whatever the case might be. And he's he's putting this stuff out there for you listeners, you know, absolutely free. And if you guys have been following along, Obviously, you guys have been cashing tickets left and right. You've had some winners. You've had some first round leader winners from Uncle Dave and, you know, just multiple top 10, top 40, top 20 tickets left and right. So this is it's kind of my podcast. So in a sense, I, I think I owe Dave a, a big thank you, you know, for working his rear end off each and every week and at least providing winners. Now I'm doing my best and I'm trying to hang with Uncle Dave, but clearly uh, Uncle Dave knows golf a whole hell of a lot better than I do. And that's really no secret. You know, I'm I'm trying trying to keep up with them and, and it's not easy. But um, I just want to say thanks to Uncle Dave, you know, because he's he's kicking ass and bringing a lot of uh, a lot of listeners and, and people are, you know, chiming in and and being interactive and following the pod. So that's really, really cool. This week, we're going to go ahead. We're going to move to the BMW Championship. This one will be played in Olympia Fields, Illinois. This will be at the Olympia Fields Country Club. So a different venue, and they haven't golfed here in in quite some time, Uncle Dave. If you go back and you look at probably like the most recent guys, you got to go back to like the amateurs where I think Bryson ended up winning here, and maybe it was Morikawa, and there there was another guy I had read um, that's in this field that actually that has golfed here recently. But a lot of these guys haven't haven't been at this particular course in quite some time. I think that will go ahead and affect some of the handicaps, some of the results that we see from some of these golfers. This upcoming week, and we'll get to this week here in a minute, but I just want to talk to Uncle Dave for a second here and find out exactly what he did last week. I know we had Dustin Johnson to win. I I know that much, but I, I really didn't ask Uncle Dave, you know, what, what else he cashed because he was talking top fives, top ten. So, Uncle Dave, I'm going to let you go ahead and tell everybody how you did last week. I'll make it short and sweet for myself. I guess I could say I kind of broke even, so that's pretty easy. Uncle Dave, how'd you make out?
1: Well, we kinda we did well. We obviously cashed DJ to win. We cashed uh, top ten on Rom. We cashed we had DJ top ten plus two twenty-five. That was kinda cool. Um top twenties Berger Kisner and uh top thirty, Louis Usteizen and Alexander Noren both paid pretty well. Hit both after head to head. So I think we're eighteen and one on those. And I think what you're gonna see this week, very similar to last week in that, you know, it's not a major, but it's obviously clearly important. And you saw a lot of guys do well early, but I think you'll see the blue bloods there at the end. You know, if you look at, look at last week's tournament, just run down the top, you know, 10 DJ English, Berger, Kisner, Sheffley, Rahm Simpson. I mean, I think you're going to see something like that again. You know, it's like a, it's like a major, you know, the the cream rises to the top in the end. I mean, last week um, somebody was giving me some grief when I, I forget who I had first round leader. I think I might've had Kisner and he was one shot back and missed a few putts and yada, yada, yada. But somebody was saying, well, it doesn't really matter because Anthony Munoz or Sebastian Munoz is five under after five holes. I think he ended up six under after six holes, and I just said, yeah, but it's Sebastian Munoz. See me me in two hours. And I think you're going to see a lot of that this week to where you might see a lesser-known name get off to a relatively good start, but I think come Sunday afternoon you're probably going to have most of the blue bloods at the top and sadly or otherwise, there's only 70 golfers in this field, no cut top 30 advance to the, to our championship next week in Atlanta. And what that means is you're not going to get, you're going to get a lot of those top guys. I mean, they're only 10, 15 to one. I mean, DJ's, I think eight and a half to one. uh, He probably would have been 18 or 22 to one if he didn't have such a great week last week, but here we are. And then you're going to have a lot of guys that are like 40 to one and higher uh, because I think they know what we know that probably ultimately one of the blue bloods is probably going to win, you know, but uh, you know, I I do, I think it'll be like last week. I think Cameron Smith and, and Danny Lee were up there after I think maybe, maybe Friday night, maybe even Saturday. I don't know. It all kind of runs together. And, uh, and where did they end up? Well, not in the top 10. So. You know, I think we're kind of in for more of the same. The difficult thing is going to be making money because I don't think you're going to find those hidden gems this week. You might. You might. I think. But I think they'll be in first round leaders and and whatnot. You know, you and I were talking before we started recording about top 30s and top 40s. And I haven't done any. And the reason I'm not saying I won't for my clients. I haven't done any yet because there's only 70 guys. So just to finish top 40, you know, you've only got to beat, um, you know, 43 and a half percent of the field cash the top 40 so even the guys that are that are 150 to one to win you know you're lucky if you can get plus 180 on them to finish top 40 and there's just no value in that i don't think so you know here we are another week and hopefully another week of winners i know the the expectations rise every week we do this and sooner or later uh, we're going to come crashing down i'm just giving you guys a heads up so here we are sleepy
0: Well, you're certainly right about that, Uncle Dave. There are always a regression to the mean at some point. I think your hard work and how dialed in you are right now is, you know, one of the reasons why you're having success. And you know, Uncle Dave, that, you know, confidence when you're handicapping is is key. If you don't have it, you're not going to win. And if you're confident and you know the work is good and you're excited to go to work, you know, the results usually end up showing up. And I think that that's one of the things that's certainly been happening with you because, you know, you've sound rather confident, you know, each and every week when we do these podcasts. And then sure enough, on Sunday, you know, your, your confidence is high when you got a guy like DJ who's, you know, he's, he's five strokes to the lead on a Sunday. And you're like, this one, you know, should be pretty good. But you had mentioned the Blue Bloods, Uncle Dave, and you mentioned the name Web Simpson. Uh, he withdrew. Is that just because he was tired, Uncle Dave? Or did something come down why he's not going to be in this one? Because he, I think he was he was really live. For this particular tournament, any news on him?
1: Yeah, he withdrew, and from what I read, it was just basically fatigue because he has enough points to get into the tour championship, so he doesn't he doesn't need to play. But I guess he retired because he's played a lot of golf and he's played a lot of what I would call stressful golf. I mean, he's played I think every tournament since the the Rocket Mortgage. You might have skipped one, but if you look at his his last four weeks, you know he. He was T12 at the World Golf Championships, fired four rounds under 70. He was one under at the PGA Championship, and going into the Friday or going into Sunday, he he had a chance to, to maybe do a little damage. He was 18 under at the Wyndham T3, 16 under last week T6. You know that just takes a lot of effort. So I can see him wanting to regroup for next week, and and I'm with you. You know I had actually used him in a few bets that obviously I got to throw a marble somewhere else now because, because he did withdraw. But yeah, I thought he was somebody that would definitely be a a viable top 10 candidate, but you know, these guys are only human and, you know, he's probably for him doing the right thing. I mean, not only has he played a lot of physically stressful golf at at, at every week, but to do what he's done through the last four weeks is mentally stressful too. So, you know, I, I think that's probably more, Why he wants to take a week off. I mean, haven't talked to him and don't plan on it, but that would be my guess.
0: From everything I've read, Uncle Dave, you know, with these guys not having golfed here in quite some time, some of these guys might have never golfed here, but this is a big course and this is going to be a challenging type of course. This is not going to be an easy place to navigate around. And, you know, when you're doing very well, do you want to go to a place and have a junk round and get in your head mentally or, you know, create yourself any undue stress? You know, I don't think so. So I think Webb you know, not going ahead and playing in this one, obviously, like you said, he's locked in. I think maybe it might be a good thing. You had mentioned something about your clients, Uncle Dave, and I just want to go ahead and remind everybody, you know, that Uncle Dave gives out as much as he possibly can on this podcast. But if you guys want all of Uncle Dave's, you know, golf plays, you guys could easily just go over to pregame.com, find Uncle Dave. Uncle Dave, I do have a question with that. I know you generally have to have your tee times and everything, but when you do put up your golf package over at pregame.com, what, particular time do you put that up and then if you do put it up at a certain time are you updating until you know sometimes maybe like Thursday morning till they tee off how's that working
1: yeah exactly I try to put it up Sunday night so I don't forget because you know Monday rolls around you start the handicapping you're looking at baseball the NBA so I try to put it up Sunday night but I, you know the odds aren't up till Monday and I'll generally add a few Monday you know guys I've, I've kind of looked at because I'll start Sunday night and, and look at the following week and have a rough idea of where I want to go. And and I'll put a few up, like, you know, a couple of the that I like and a couple of, of top tens because they, they then don't put the top twenties up generally uh, the top twenties maybe up Monday afternoon, then Tuesday afternoon, they generally put the top thirties, top forties. They add more matchups. So yeah, I'm working on it off and on all the time, right up until usually Wednesday night. I mean, I don't update it Thursday morning. I made this week cause they may have later tee times, but you know, they tee off on, on a regular week. You know, at daybreak and I don't wanna I don't wanna fire something in there if I'm up the clients might not get. So I'm usually done by the time I go to bed Wednesday night.
0: It certainly is. I know exactly I know exactly what you mean, Uncle Dave, when it comes to getting your packages up and getting all your handicapping done and getting everything ready for your clients and and doing these podcasts and every other thing that you do, you know, and, and I do. It's it does become, you know, work in a sense, but it's what we love to do. Why don't we go ahead and talk about the you already mentioned the top 40s, Uncle Dave, and the top 30s. That you know, That's just not going to be a wager that we're probably going to look at this week. Maybe we'll find one or two that that we think there may be some value on. But you also had mentioned that there won't be any cut this week. So we're going to have to go ahead and exclude any of the make-miss-cut wagers this week. And, and obviously the top 40 wagers we're, we're both going to go ahead and avoid. So we're going to start out with our normal, traditional first thing on this pod, Uncle Dave. And that's a leader after the first round. I'm going to go ahead and give you probably one of the squarest picks possible, but I actually think this is a good one. You can go ahead and you can get leader after the first round. You can get Morikawa at 28-1. to As I mentioned, there's not many guys that are in this particular field that have golfed at this course you know, recently. Morikawa would be one of those guys, and the fact that he's actually played very well here, I figure why not. I mean, his form right now, Uncle Dave, is, you know, pretty good, obviously, you know, won a major this year. So I don't think you can knock him for that. So I'm gonna make it pretty simple, Uncle Dave. I'm just gonna take Morikawa, first round leader, twenty eight to one. As you mentioned, this field isn't as long as it normally has been in, in weeks past because they've you know we're cutting golfers down each and every week. But do you got any long shots in there? You got any other favorites in there?
1: Well before I I go too far there, I'm gonna give you kudos on on Morikawa. Um maybe premature kudos but he is actually one of my official leaders after round one on my client card for many of the same reasons um, so I guess I got to pick another one to give out Victor Hovland at 40 to one you know I'm not gonna go go chalk on these I mean I, I just it just doesn't make a lot of sense because I don't think there's a lot of value in there and you know Hovland he's played a lot of golf too but Hovland is young and dumb enough to be able to get away with it You know the kid's only 22, and that's that. This is one of those guys that I'm not sure he can win, but I'm sure that he can compete. And you look at his stats. You know his approach to the green. He's eighth Um, tee to green. He's 21st shots gained total. He's 24th. So it's really difficult to not expect him to do reasonably well, um, especially early. You know, he had a, he had a rough early round at the Memorial, but at the Travelers, he shot a 63 at Town He shot a 65 and at the PGA. And last week he shot a 68 uh, and I think he's shot a 67 at the world golf championships at the FedEx St. Jude. So he's got the potential to go low early. And if you look at, you know, historically his second round, the last three weeks has been in the seventies and three of the last four weeks, his third round has been in the seventies. So, You know, I think he's a guy, if you want to get him, you want to get him early. So I took Hovland. I also took uh, Xander Shoffley, first round leader. I may use him somewhere else. Uh, But in the last three weeks, obviously, in in pretty important tournaments, he's gone 68, 66, 68, shot a 63 in the opening round of the Travelers, shot a 65 in the first uh, tournament back in the restart in the Charles Schwab. So I think there's some value there. Um, he, I, I was on him, I think, maybe last week. He didn't get all to where I needed him to get, but he uh, offers pretty good value at 28-1 to be a first-round leader. So those are a couple guys I'm looking at here Tuesday, Sleepy.
0: I had one other guy, maybe. I don't know if you want to touch on this one, Uncle Dave, but I had Utezen as a first-round leader on my list, too, and then I scratched him out for some reason. I, I looked at the odds on, like, 60-1, to one, and I kind of just soured on him, and for no particular reason, I think maybe it's just been – you know, he hasn't been, you know, golfing out of his mind like we've seen in the past. My, and right behind him was Bubba. And I'm like, oh, man, Bubba, you know, finally woke up last week. And and I'm looking at those two guys. What do you think about those two, by chance? Like, not it doesn't necessarily have to be first round leader. But, you know, what do you make of what you've seen from Utezen or, or Watson you know, throughout you know this entire year, and then maybe going into this one, do you think those guys got any life or, or any chance to hit any cool tickets this week?
1: Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, Louie can go low. He's gone low. At the Travelers, he shot 64, 65 last week. A little skeptical, he finished last weekend with a 73. I actually had him, I think, top 30. And going into Sunday, I was a little miffed. I didn't have him higher, but then he went ahead and did what I thought he would do. And he is somebody that, at the PGA Championship, Um, He had to have a good tournament to get in to last week's championship. So it was a little bit of stress there. He had to shoot a 67 on Sunday, and then he goes out in 65, 65, 68 last week, then 73. So I wonder if he's not a little bit tired, maybe a little regressing. I I don't know what happened on that 73. I didn't watch it, but I would be skeptical of that. But again, he's somebody that is a potential first-round leader. And and I'm looking at Bubba i uh I didn't use him last week, and there were times during the tournament I was a little bit annoyed that I did not um, but he's definitely somebody that I could conceivably see uh putting on my card for uh somewhere I don't know if he'd be a first round leader or not, but um, he's got the length for this course uh, he just gets a, you know he gets a little bit wild at times, so it's kind of like the box of chocolates, the forest gump thing you never know what you're going to get with him. Which is why you can generally get reasonable odds on them. So I I would not I would not discount either one of those guys, but I'm not ready to jump on the on the gravy train yet either. Although I think um, you know, a first round leader, you know, for a, a pizza bet, I guess if you will, I could see it. But again, those are guys that I I mean, I gave you a couple that I've already made. I don't care when they tee off. The rest of my first round leaders I will do tomorrow when they announce the tea times.
0: All right. Well, thanks for clearing that up. At least I have a, a little bit of information on how you feel with those guys. And and a lot of times, you know, Uncle Dave, it's, it's kind of how you feel about a guy or what you've actually seen. You know, we could look at all the stats that we want, and I, I'm sure that you've watched a ton of golf, so you kind of can see the form, you know, that these guys – maybe, they look, they had a bad hole here, a bad hole there, and you could be like, you know, that ruined their whole day. Um, but But besides that, maybe they were golfing, you know, rather well. So at least you're watching this stuff, and I think that is important because – I mean, we can go back and, and look at some of these golfers that just had, you know, maybe one or two bad holes where, I mean, there were guys that, that, you know, had quadruple bogeys, triple bogeys, wherever the case might be. And it's like, you know, there goes their day and maybe they were, you know, golfing rather well. So at least you're watching these guys closely. And I feel comfortable, you know, when I ask you, like, you know, what maybe I should be looking at uh, when it comes time to go and add in some of these wagers. Why don't we talk uh, top 10, top 20 here, Uncle Dave. I'll let you go ahead and rip and run on some of yours. I have one here that I have that I think might be a little sneaky, and I'll let you go ahead and rip and run first, top 10, top 20.
1: Yeah, one of my favorite top 10s, and one of the reasons it is one of my favorites is because of the price prices. Jake, Jason Cockrack at plus 250, top 20. Um, guy's been around a while. He's 35, been like super under the radar, um, had to play his ass off to get to this point. And he's 66, so he needs a, a really good tournament. But he's needed a really good tournament just to get to this point. I don't know where he was before the PGA Championship, but um, he wasn't he wasn't in the top 20. And when they, when they had the restart, you know, he just didn't play well at all. Uh, he started off with the Charles Schwab and played, like, really well. He was T3, and everybody's like, wow, wow, wow. Then he's cut, 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 withdraw, T44, cut. And then two weeks ago at the Wyndham, Minus 14, finished tied 15th, 69, 63, 67, 67. Last week, T13, 68, 68, 70, 65. So in two weeks, he hasn't shot a round over par. So I have to think that, and, and this is part emotional, I guess, if you will, that he's on borrowed time. You know, I mean, he, he, you know, I don't know. He might have expected himself to be there, but, you know, really, I don't know about all that. And I'm thinking – you know, he can just go out there and fling it, you know, like like the quarterback in the fourth quarter that's already, you know, 30 points down, you know, just fling it because you got nothing to lose. So he can kind of play with, with reckless abandon, if you will. And I think he can sneak into the top 20. Um, another top 20 I like, and I was on this guy last week, is Alex Norin at plus 175. Um, did me really good last week, and he's another guy that – um, is, is, you know, not a lot of people know him, you know, they know DJ, they know Tiger, they know Bubba, they know Justin Thomas, um, but not a lot of casual fans know Norin, uh, but he's been around a while and he's actually, uh, been playing super solid. So I think plus 175 T20 and remember, you know, T20, uh, that's only beating, uh, you know, you can be in the top, what, uh, 29% and still finish T20, which you can't say that in a full field tournament. You know, you'd have to be in about the top uh eight uh, percent, starting with a one forty amount of players. So I think there's a lot of value in gnar at plus one seventy-five, top twenty.
0: Well, I don't have any top twenties, Uncle Dave, but I do have a top ten here that I like. And it is Kisner. You can get him at plus three fifty right now for the top ten. Go back and look at this guy's last two tournaments, T three at the Wyndham, T four. At the Northern Trust. And this guy's been really golfing well. I mean, the Rocket Mortgage Classic, he was alone for third. And then he had a T25 and a T19 in the World Championship Golf to FedEx St. Jude Invitational that we did. And then the PGA Championship was his T19 finish. So, I mean, this guy's been within the top 25, five out of his last six. At some point, Uncle Dave, you got to think like, I'm, I'm this close, I'm this close. I'm golfing this well. You know, a T3 and a T4 is last two tournaments. Like, at some point. You know, that that killer instinct, I think, is going to kick in. And that's one of the reasons why I don't like playing. You know, like, I won't play Johnson to go ahead and win this tournament again. He was minus 30 last week. And it's like, do they have that killer instinct after after they win? Now, I don't think they do. But I think they certainly have it, you know, when they're just that close. So, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to use Kisner's plus 350 for a top 10. How do you feel about Kisner going into this week, Uncle Dave? you think maybe he's he's golfed a little too much over the last... Uh, month because he's been you know ripping and running each and every week I think he's gone like four weeks in a row now how do you feel about Kisner going to this one
1: well you are getting so good at this sleepy Uh, I actually have Kisner in my top 10 now that may or may not mean anything but I am I am in agreement with you and I'm I'm not done adding so I I went to that one fairly quickly Uh, may throw a little bit on him to win I mean you know almost how do you not I don't know I don't know what the, what the odds are, but um, yeah, I totally agree with Kisner. Um, another top 10 I like is Xander. Um, we've already talked about him a little bit, but um, you know, he's kind of in, I don't want to say forgotten, but you know, since they came out of the restart, you know, he was T3, T20, T14, T13, T6, T10, T25. So, you know, why has he done wrong? You know, the only tournament he didn't, uh, shoot under par was the the memorial, and that was the one that barely anybody did. You know, I, that was the one where it was like super windy, and so uh, I like Xander. Another reason I like Xander for a lot of bets is he's eleventh in the FedEx Cup standings. He has every reason in the world to think, and he actually can win the whole thing. So I like Xander quite a bit. Um, I kind of put him and Webb next to each other on my 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 power ratings if you will um and now Webb's not there so i may have to double up on xander but i am in total agreement with you on kisner and i will throw xander in there as a top 10 as well
0: yeah i thought about kisner to win actually he's 35 to 1 so i didn't actually have that on my card here but i'll go ahead i'll throw him in for a pizza bet to go ahead and win 35 to 1 on him uh we usually do our winners now and then we'll do our matchups last but i kind of want to Save our winners here, Uncle Dave. Why don't we do our matchups first? I'll give you the first one that I have, and I just mentioned Dustin Johnson. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to fade him. I'm going to go ahead and play John Rom over Dustin Johnson. You could get that one right around Rom 115. So I'll go ahead. I'll play that one. Again, you know, it's one of those things where a guy just shot minus 30. I'm actually quite surprised that that Johnson's not the favorite. So something stinks there that's telling me that Rom might be the wager in that one. I like the way that he's playing golf. I mean, it was T six in the Northern trust. I mean, this guy's been, been golfing, you know, rather well, he hasn't missed a cut. I mean, you got to go all the way back to when we restarted back to the Charles Schwab. So, you know, he's in the hunt here and he won, you know, he won the Memorial. And I think that he came up a little bit short last week, obviously he was close. I mean, he golfed his ass off last week. I think he was like minus 15 or minus 16. It's more of a hunch that I feel that, you know, Johnson's going to go ahead and, and, take a deep breath of fresh air and be like, all right, cool. You know, I got one under the belt here. Really nice win for him last week. And I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take Rom head-to-head minus 115. You got any head-to-heads for this week, Uncle Dave?
1: I got one I'm willing to share. You're pulling him out of me today, Sleepy. I got to tell you that. Um, I like your boy Colin Marikawa, um, minus 125 over Patrick Cantlay. I mean, there's a reason that he's minus 125. Kentley has just not been playing really well. I mean, he did well at the Travelers. He did well at the the Workday thing. But, you know, he was uh, only three under at the World Golf Championships. Uh, and last week he didn't make the cut. So you can look at that one of two ways. Well, he's ready to go ahead and, you know, he's rested and whatnot. But I just don't think he's playing well. Uh, and I love Morikawa's game. He's one of those guys that that he's always there. You know, he never does anything silly to to – you know, play himself out of it. So I like Mark Howard minus one twenty five over Cantley.
0: All right, well there's a couple head to heads from myself and Uncle Dave. Let's move over to our winners and this is where Uncle Dave has excelled. Now Uncle Dave, I have two here and I, and I it seems like I've been picking some of your guys out of the hat. I'm gonna make a bet that there's no way in hell that you have either of these two guys to win.
1: What's the wager, Sleepy?
0: A pizza. That's it? That's it. Pizza.
1: Only if it can have all the toppings except the anchovies. My mother likes anchovies, but I
0: don't. All right. Well, we're down. So, actually, I think you might have the one guy. Actually, you might have this guy. But I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give you two, Uncle Dave, two guys that I think that can win, and they are long shots. And I gave you guys a long shot last week in Grillo. He golfed well, but obviously he wasn't minus 30. Well, I'm gonna give you two guys this week that I think that that you can probably use as first round leaders, top ten, and winners, but I'm gonna give them to you guys as winners because again, you know, if you guys cash these tickets or if I cash one of these tickets, you'll never hear the end of it. First one I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna give you is Joaquin Nyman. I'm gonna give you him and I'm gonna give you Brendan Todd to go ahead and win the tournament. Nyman right now is 175 to one. Todd is 110 to 1. Here's what I know about this course, Uncle Dave. A lot of these guys haven't golfed here, and this is not a course that you can go ahead and, and, and you know shoot to the right and shoot to the left. You need to be accurate, and not only do you need to be accurate, you need to go ahead and you need to be a pretty good sand player at this particular course. I went through and I watched every video of all the holes on this course, and it is not going to be an easy course. We won't see a minus 30 at this course. One of the reasons why I like Todd He's probably one of the best, if not like top five, top three sand players in the PGA right now. So I think that that's going to give him somewhat of an advantage, but he's a very accurate driver off of the tee. And I think if I can get him accurate off the tee and playing well within the sand, that he has somewhat of a shot. And as I said, you know, maybe first round leader, top 10 to win, but I'm going to play him to win. I'm going to give that out in this podcast. And Nyman, you know, he kind of falls into the same same area there with Todd where you know these guys aren't going to kill the ball off the tee they're not going to drive it you know 340 yards like like you are with a with a Bryson but these guys can keep it in the fairway and they can go ahead and they can play well out of the sand I think that might give them an advantage and the fact that you know I'm getting 175 and 110 to 1 because these are, you know, the better players. And there's a reason why these guys are here. I think of a lot of it has to do with their consistent play. So if these guys come out and they can remain consistent throughout this entire tournament, who knows where they'll end up. So I'll go ahead and give those two out. I'll go ahead and give out Joaquin Nyman, 175-1 to to win. And Brendan Todd, 110-1 to to win. So Uncle Dave, after I said all that stuff, do I owe a pizza or do I get a pizza?
1: Well, sleepy, I have to be completely honest. I could lie because you don't really know. And I could just add them to my card and you would never know. But in full disclosure, you're right. I owe you a pizza because I don't have any of those guys to win. Uh, and I don't discount your work. I think that's pretty solid stuff. I just am I'm a little averse right now to taking guys that have not really done that before. But uh, I'll tell you who I did take to win. And this one's going to cost you. This one's going to cost you because he's going to win. Um, I did take Xander at 17 to 1, but here's one that I like at 40 to 1. And I guarantee you, you don't have him on your card, but you should. Hideki Matsuyama. Let me repeat Hideki Matsuyama. You know, when he came back from the restart, uh, he was cut at the RBC Heritage, but that was back when I was kind of off the bandwagon of these foreign guys that had traveled so far. Uh, And then he, he, since then, now he did not make the cut at the memorial. He had a terrible, terrible couple of days there. But what has he done otherwise? 21st, 22nd, 20th, 22nd, 29th. uh, Last two weeks hasn't had around over 70. Last three weeks hasn't had around over 71. You know, this guy's been there, done that. And, you know, I don't know how, you don't take a guy that's 41 to one or 40 to one that is the, has the quality of this guy, you know, he's 18th in the FedEx cup rankings. And, you know, this is a guy that's got, you know, five career wins. He's made the cut in 143 out of 168 events. Um, he's had four top tens this year. So I don't know how, you know, I mean, I just think that's extreme value at 40 to one for a guy with his caliber. and And I like that. Uh, experience that he has you know if and when it's close you know he's not going to be like some of those guys that won't be able to seize the moment because he has been there done that so I actually uh, took Hideki Matsuyama 40 to 1 and I will probably make a fairly sizable bet on him in the top 20. haven't done it yet but I mean he's barely finished out of the top 20 in almost every event he's played in so there you go.
0: All right, guys, Where's Uncle Dave's winner there. Hopefully he comes in. Uncle Dave, I got to tell you a true story from about, I'm going to say maybe it was like three days ago. For some odd reason, I had, you know how we have all these tabs open in our computers all the time, Uncle Dave, and, and I had one open from the PGA Tour page, and for some odd reason, Hideki Matsuyama's name was sitting right in front of me. You know, and, and I'm thinking about the Yankee guy, Hideki Matsui, so, I'm running around, and, and I'm just in the house, and, and I'm a goof, and, and I'm announcing Hideki Matsuyama's name like I'm a boxing announcer. So, it would be like, you know, how they do the Manny Pac-Man pac and I was doing the same thing for Hideki Matsuyama, and my daughter thought I was crazy. So, there maybe there's something weird going on there. I don't know, because that was the name that I saw, and then I'm walking around saying it like I'm some type of a boxing announcer. So... I do have to go ahead and disclose that information. Maybe there's something aligning with the stars with that. But that is our podcast, guys. So you guys got our first round leaders. You got our top 20s, top 10s. You got our winners and you got our head to heads. Hopefully we can go ahead and uh, and do you guys well once again this week. Hopefully Uncle Dave will go ahead and knock out a winner. I think it's my turn to go ahead and knock out a winner. But I guess it's hard, Uncle Dave, when you're you know, you're giving out 175, 110 to ones, but you know what? I think my guys got a legit shot this week. I think all my guys, Morikawa, Nyman, Kisner, and Todd, I think they all have a legit shot to go ahead and win this tournament. But with that said, it's our podcast for this week, guys, for the golf. You guys can find us on Twitter, J underscore pregame. You can get Uncle Dave at Dave underscore Essler. And you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com like to wish you guys all the best of luck enjoy the games